Welcome to Ohio Roots, the official podcast of the Ohio Genealogical Society. Join us as we embark on a captivating journey through Ohio's rich genealogy, history, and abundant resources. Hosted by me, OGS Executive Director Noel Poirier, this podcast brings you insightful conversations with a diverse array of guests, from OGS members, chapter leaders, and staff, to renowned genealogists, historians, and influential figures within the genealogical community. Each episode delves into fascinating topics and captivating stories. So grab your headphones, hit that play button, and join us on this enthralling journey of Ohio's roots. My guest for this episode of the Ohio Roots Podcast is Gary Knight, the president of the Montgomery County chapter of the Ohio Genealogical Society. The chapter is celebrating its 50th anniversary as an OGS chapter this year, and I was very excited to talk to him about the history of the chapter, the programs they offer, and Gary's own personal experiences with genealogy. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Well, Gary Knight, president of the Montgomery County chapter OGS, thank you so much for joining us for the Ohio Roots Podcast. I really appreciate you joining us today. I'm glad for you having me on. Well, it's it's fun. And I also want to thank you for letting me have an opportunity to speak to the chapter not too long ago um, about OGS and what we're trying to do and trying to get accomplished. I really appreciated the opportunity and hope I get to do it for more chapters. Yeah. And it was very well received on our end. I'm going to start with a question I kind of ask everybody at the beginning of this podcast, which is we all have kind of an origin story to what got us interested in doing genealogy, how we got into this kind of a hobby slash interest. Um, so Gary, what, what was it that attracted you to doing genealogy or family history? And, and that really kind of got the hooks in you. Well, I had always been into history in general. Um, I was tour guide at Carolina historical park back oh, when, wow. they, when it was now it's state and history and it's big, but okay. I was a tour guide there. Um, so history always fascinated me. Um, and then in 1995, my grandmother died. Oh, sorry. And I realized then that because my dad was in the military and moved around a lot, I didn't know my extended family or where anybody really much about anybody beyond my grandparents and like my immediate family. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know anything. And so I come home that summer and my, one of my friend's fathers uh, asked me if I would take him to the library because he was researching his wife's side of the family. Took me to the Greene County Mm -hmm. room in Xenia. And sat me mm-hmm. down, threw me a census book, and I'm sort of going, "What am I <laughs> research?" It's like so. I was like, so I picked my mother's maiden name. I ended up with a list of names. It's all I had was a list of names, and I and mm-hmm. I go to my mom, and I'm like, "Do you know who any of these people are?" Because it's like 1880 census. And she goes, "Well, this looks like it may be your great grandfather." But if you want to check the names, go to the family cemetery. I'm 21 years old, and this is the first time <laughs> I've heard of anything about a family right. cemetery. First time I heard anything about her side of the family beyond my grandparents, really. Right. So that's what got me started because then it was like all of a sudden it's genealogy or family history is a very personal thing. And so for me, it became a puzzle. Sure. All of a sudden, I had all this information, and I just got hooked. It was like a big mm-hmm. puzzle thing. So that's how I got started. Um, what, what, what were the family surnames? Cause people always kind of ask that question when we talk about um, this. Well, on my mother's side, it was Yuri E-W-R-Y. Okay. okay. Very simple last name. Right. Um, but I've spent, I found four letters, but I have found like, I think I'm up to 12 different spellings of it. In the <laughs> um, because it's very phonetic. Yuri, sure. But I found it. So with every vowel, but I, so. Right. Well, <laughs> 
I got to tell you, I, I can feel your pain with a name like Poirier with a lot of vowels in it. Uh, my name yeah. gets spelled, my last name gets spelled all kinds of different ways. Um, but, so how did how did you end up? I mean, it was your family a Montgomery County family? Uh, surprisingly, yes. This is something I didn't know. Okay. So oh, oh wow, entering Ohio, and I did. This is after several years, but I found out that my family, uh, my mom's maiden name branch of the family, had been in mm -hmm. what's now Kettering since 1814. Okay, so when they bought their first plot of land, and so, and I still have some very distant cousins that still live on parcels of that, hmm. and they don't. And the the family cemetery she was talking about was Beavertown Cemetery, which was oh, right okay. next to the original right. farmhouse. And they donated half the half the land for it and the church that used to be next to it. So huh. that's that side of the family. And then my other my okay. So, but I have other that whole side of the family is from Ohio. My dad's whole side of the family All is right. from Tennessee. So okay, that's they came. My dad's side of the family came up uh, during the depression because of the jobs. Oh wow, okay. yeah, right. Okay, that makes sense. Now, eighteen fourteen for Montgomery County seems pretty early, is it? Uh. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's not the earliest. I mean, right. uh, but but it got me into our first uh, first families in Montgomery right. County, Ohio. Okay. Uh, one of my other duties that I perform for the chapter also is that I'm also the judge for lineage societies. I'm uh, the one that okay. reviews them and approves them. Sure. And there sure. are people that there are people that have, have people much earlier than me. Mm -hmm. I was just happy okay. that I was able to get it in. So yeah, so one name in. So talk to me a little bit if you if you can about the history of Montgomery County in general. Um, what 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 era are we talking about when the county settled and when those first families first start, first start showing up? Uh, European families, that is obviously European. Um, I mean they were here. I mean really, really early. Like okay, it's around the founding of the state. So because okay. they would come up, come up the river from Cincinnati. Sure. So, okay. So we've had we have people here, eighteen oh two, eighteen oh four. Um, so there's lots and <laughs> there's a lot of them. Our, uh, one of the first things our chapter did was start the lineage societies, and yeah. so so there are several. Um, eighteen. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah. I mean, eight seventeen ninety seven. Okay. Wow, is, that is early. Like, yeah. like like our earliest one on okay. the list that I see at a glance. Yeah, I know my, my family uh, on my grandmother's side of the family is from uh, the Cincinnati, Hamilton County, Covington, K Kentucky area. So they went back and forth pretty regularly between Kentucky and Ohio and Kentucky and Ohio, Kentucky and Ohio, um, you know, wherever the work happened to be. Um, one of my ancestors got hit by a train crossing a railroad bridge across the Ohio. So, you know, it's, it's, so it seems like it's a common where, when you get into those kind of border areas of the state, there's a lot of that kind of crossover back and forth, it seems. Well, it's not even just the state, it's the counties. Where yeah. my family settled is really close to the Green County line. And okay. I joke around about it where my Montgomery County men married Green County women. So <laughs> all, so the so it's 50-50 chance on where those early marriages are. Right, right. Are they in Montgomery yeah. or Green County? So yeah. I, I spend a lot of time researching multiple counties. So. Well, I, that that's always makes it worthwhile, then, right? No, that's and that, that's just one. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, and what's a what's really fascinating is is once you get into 
like the early 20th century in the railroads mm-hmm. and, and right. pe- it's easier for people to move and you have people sure. who aren't farmers in your family. You're following yeah. railroad lines all across the country yeah. Yeah. To, to, to pack them down. And yeah, where I am, I'm on the kind of the Eastern side of the state. I live in new Philadelphia, Ohio. And back in the day, you know, early 20th, late 19th century, I could hop on a train and be in Cleveland in like an hour. I could hop on an inner urban and be in Canton in like 30 minutes. Um, today, yeah. <laughs> that's not an option. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how easy it was for our ancestors to move around the state relative in many ways to, the, to how easy it is for us. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Montgomery County chapter. Um, how did it start? When did it start? Um, what, what's the history of the chapter? Um, briefly, we started uh, in 1974. We got our okay. charter from OGS mm-hmm. on May 4th, 1974. Okay. I remember that so well because I was born just very closely prior. I'm just a couple <laughs> days older than the chapter. Okay. So I joke around because we're ha- having an anniversary luncheon on the actual anniversary, but it's also, so I'm, my wife, well, we're joking around that it's a semi-birthday celebration. Okay, you're having a birthday so, party too. But, What's wrong with that? But I'm not calling it a birthday party, <laughs> but it's just, but my celebrations afterwards with friends and family, Sure. This I, the luncheon will be a celebration of the chapter, mm-hmm. but we've been around, um, we, we are, we've always been a fairly active chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, we hold monthly meetings. Right. We have a monthly newsletter still. It's not, I think our earliest ones that we have found are from like 76 or 77 okay. and it's monthly. And we still continue the monthly newsletter. Um, we've actually won an OGS newsletter award. Oh, wow. A few years ago. Great. I say like 2018 or something like that. Okay. Um, we try to put, I mean, it's not an academic newsletter by any means, but um, it's one of the things that our members appreciate and like. Um, mm-hmm. We have a close, we have very close ties to the Dayton Metro Library. Um, okay. We've been meeting there pretty much since the beginning. Uh, we don't have a library of our own, so a lot of things that we get that we aren't really ours sort of go to them. Um, sure, okay. Uh our most we've our our meetings mainly focus on education. Um, mm-hmm. We do a lot. We have a lot of speakers. A lot of them you'd recognize: Kelly Berkheimer, sure, uh, and such. Uh, and all various topics. Uh, mm-hmm. We do the first families, uh, which started early, um, and we've got a membership. Right, or we're normally between the one seventy to two hundred mark in membership, and we're wow, fairly that's great. Here. And we're yeah. fairly active. Um, our numbers, we've been able to maintain uh, a little bit, but uh, we have a really solid group. Okay, uh, great. Well, you, you mentioned kind of your monthly programs um, and, and how they're kind of education-based. What are, you know, what kind of outreach do you do? I mean, is, is there, is it, is it easy for the chapter in your community? I mean, is your, is your community very supportive of doing genealogy and that, and that kind of information? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. the library has been very supportive of us. Yeah. Um, we, um, like when you spoke, mm-hmm. it, it was, uh, we, before the, before all the lockdowns happened, right. we were averaging for our in-person meetings between 40 sure. and 60 people every month. Wow. Great. Um, and since the pandemic, it sort of went down a little bit, 
but we're still mm-hmm. getting around 25 or so in person okay. and about 10 to 20 virtual because we do hybrid meetings. Okay. So, um, and we get part, I mean, we reach out, um, we get, I mean, we get visitors, we get new members, we get, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're not growing exponentially. We're right now we're the, the sure. pandemic put like everybody, it sort of made us sort of have to withdraw a little bit. The holding virtual right. meetings kept us, kept us going. Uh, but the, but we're, our group was very social. You you mentioned it, and it's and it's it seems like in my discussions with particularly members who've been around for a while, you know, a lot of the attraction of the chapter meeting is is the social interaction. So, you know, going to virtual kind of robbed them of that social interaction in, in you know an individual social interaction. So I, I, I certainly think you know what you're talking about with your chapter is something I've heard from other chapters in terms of navigating, uh, you know, the pandemic, which is providing you know trying to provide that social you know outlet again for your members uh, but do it in a safe way right doing a way that they feel safe yes. to, to take part yeah and that's why you know i think the hybrid solution mm-hmm. it's going to be ongoing well i know i certainly um, appreciated being able to to do it hybridly just because of uh you know my talk is about an hour long and it's about a two and a half hour drive to Dayton so so it would have been a you know a five hour drive for a one hour talk so and I and I'm and you know my hope is to reach more chapters that way because it's possible um but giving chapters the support to do that obviously it was kind of what we view as our our main thing um what do, what do you think is the greatest challenge that your chapter and, and genealogy in general faces nowadays well I know our chapter Right now we have all these great ideas, mm-hmm. but it's but getting volunteers to okay and get and getting people to volunteer time extra time mm-hmm. it is sometimes a struggle. Yeah. Um so a lot of it falls on the people that have been doing it for years. Right, right. And it's not that they it's it's not a resentment thing, but it's like no, you have yeah. to it's just some people the, the expectations people have of societies now is different than right. it was when I joined even 10 years ago. It's like, sure. because, because they can do most things online. If you don't, you need mm-hmm. to have an online presence. You need to have something right. that, they, that they can do on their own time. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so, and then, you know, I'm still working, you know, I'm not retired. Like <laughs> a lot of our member, yeah. our members on the board, you know, are retired. Um, sure. Or some, or, or they put in the extra time because they enjoy what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it sometimes it's like you put out a call for volunteers and you don't get the, right. fee, you don't get the response you would like, but if you yeah. have, but what I found is being specific with what you want gets you more. Mm-hmm. So sure. you got, so you can't just say, we need volunteers to help with doing the last cemetery books. You got to tell them what you expect mm-hmm. them to do and sort of tell them. Right. What they need. But with having, yeah. with leaning older than some, you know, there's, there's that, some of that stuff going out and doing cemetery readings and things like that. Yeah. It's sometimes a struggle. Uh, that's just sort of the reality that we work in. People want information right. and stuff. They don't necessarily, the younger ones don't necessarily are joining for the, the, the social interaction. 
The Ohio Roots Podcast is brought to you by the Ohio Genealogical Society, the premier gateway for discovering your Ohio family history. To learn more about joining, visit www.ogs.org. If you enjoy listening to the Ohio Roots Podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could go to whatever platform it is that you listen and give us a good review. Reviews help us get more listeners and reach more people with Ohio Roots and what we're trying to do with the Ohio Genealogical Society. So please, leave us a nice review, and thanks for listening. Your comment about volunteers reminds me of a, a great quote from Baron von Steuben during the Revolutionary War, where he was commenting that uh, in Europe, you tell a soldier to do something and they just do it. And when he came to America and he told them to do it, he had to explain to them why it was in their best interest to do it. Um, <laughs> so so it gets to be a real challenge, yeah. Do you think Do you think in some ways the, the ease of access to information online, you know, through through genealogy websites has given people a false sense that they can do that work solely online and, and therefore don't need to join organizations like the Montgomery chapter OGS. I, in some ways, yes. Um, it's no, well, it's I'll, let me start over. That's okay. <laughs> in some ways, yes, because the information is there. They can right. see it. Sure. They, they, you don't have to, you type in a name, it's, it's there, whether it's the correct, right. the correct person or not, it's there. Mm -hmm. Um, in that way, it's like, there's no need <laughs> to, it's instant to have gratification. You know, it's instant gratification where, where for me, and I say this every chance I get, I learn more from our members than I do mm -hmm. from the speakers we have coming in a month, every month. Um, sure. I, I learn more from them because their experience and their knowledge and everybody's has a different sort of a different approach to what they do. And I learn more from mm -hmm. that. So our members right. are, are amazing. And uh, I, I am so appreciative that I joined when I did because uh, yeah. some of them have uh, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's back to life that some of them have passed and I learned so much from everyone. So mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, that gets you, that, you know, kind of reinforce that point. I think that, again, if you're raised, I mean, my teenage, I have a teenage son and I have a daughter who's in her tw early 20s and they've been raised looking at a screen, both for school and for and for entertainment and, and those kinds of things. And the idea that they could actually learn something um, from a human being, <laughs> um, you know, in a, in, a, in a physical, you know, social setting, I think in many ways is something kind of alien uh, to the idea of how they've been taught and how they've been educated and and, and what they've learned. Um, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, I mean, I know just when I'm at the library, the OGS library, just in having conversations with, with people who are patrons there or our own volunteers, um, I go home with a little nugget of knowledge and information that I wouldn't have had just sitting at home, you know, scrolling through family search or, or scrolling through some, you know, newspapers.com website. And, and I think, I think what you're saying is, is a really good, uh, you know, you know, good way to you know promote the idea that, you know, come join a chapter, come hang out at a chapter, hang out with these people and glean what knowledge you can from them, you know, because that's, that's pretty important. Yeah. I mean, and I have a lot of fun in our meetings. I am not the most extroverted person by any stretch of the imagination, but I, it, it's amazing if you just take the time to listen, people tell the stories, their mm -hmm. stories, sure, what you can get from them. Um, it may not, it's like you hear people say, oh, I always attend, you know, beginner's classes. 
Mm-hmm. I always listen to people tell how they how they've done something, whether it worked or not, because right. if you, even if it's similar, sometimes it's just a turn of phrase that connects in right. your brain a little bit more that mm-hmm. gives you that breakthrough, that little right. nugget. Like there's, I've had breakthroughs. I've talked to my mom about stuff, and she'll say something like, "I had a breakthrough because my mom said, well, my grandfather said he was a drinker.'" And I was like, okay, so I thought he died before they were married, but okay. he died after they were married. And that just, I mean, just little yeah. things like that. Just, it's like you, you hear those things and because whether we want to admit it or not, there's sort of like a, a obsessive sort of component to family history when she really right, the book. right. Yeah. And so, yeah. we're, so, so there's always things in the back of her mind that we're thinking yeah. about. And then sometimes right. it's just the right word, the right turn of phrase, click something and it gets you going again in a different direction. Yeah. And that ha- has happens to me all the time, but you have yeah. to listen to people. Well, you know, if, if you're, any, if you're anything like me, when I'm doing family history for myself or others, and I'm trying to do what they're asking me to do or what I'm trying to do, but then I find this little relative off in the distance here, this little ancestor who has red flags for me that are like, Ooh, this guy sounds interesting. Or this woman sounds really, and I just go down that rabbit hole <laughs> and, and, and I forget the fact that I'm really supposed to be focusing on this main trunk of the tree, but this person over here is too damn interesting for me to not pay attention to. Yeah. In those situations, whenever I do research, I have three, I don't go researching unless I have three specific things I'm looking for. I re, I right. force myself not to go down rabbit holes till I get those three things done. <laughs> right. Then I can go down all uh, the rabbit you're holes. More, okay. Okay. You're I, more disciplined than I am. Then. Well, I don't say it works, but I have to, like I said, I have to force <laughs> myself. But right. there's, right. you know, you see an article in the newspaper, you know, and then it's like, what the kids were throwing matches into a wagon and it caught on fire. And, you know, it's just little <laughs> things like that. And then you're like, okay. Right. And then you yep. start reading and reading and reading. But yeah. And before you know it, you, your day is shot. Yeah. Yeah. Before you know it, you're, you've been, you've been in the library for four hours and you've spent <laughs> all four of it re- reading about something not related to what you went there for. So we've all, <laughs> yeah. we've all been there. It's, right. Yeah. Now, I'm I, like, if you're like all of us, you know, you've, you've hit those brick walls. Is there a particular brick wall? Uh, ancestor that you you were able to kind of knock down and 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 it was really rewarding for you uh yes um for for me personally it took several years um my great grandmother (laughs) um uh she when she was young her mother passed away from tuberculosis and she had two older sisters that were living with them in indiana they convened court. She died on like a Tuesday. They buried her on a Friday. They convened court on Saturday to take them away from their father. Oh my! Because he had an al- because they he had an alcohol problem. Sure. And then they split the, the split the girls up. Two of them ended okay. up in Illinois, and then at, with relatives there. And then she ended up there. And then he, well, long story short, I, he ends up. It's a. I'm doing a bad job of explaining this. I just realized. So my great grandmother right. and her sisters <laughs> get separated and they're with other family members. Okay. Two of them are in Illinois with his sister. And right. one of them is in the next county. My great grandmother is the next county over with 
her with his with uh her mother's sister. Okay. The dad comes back to Dayton, gets a job, goes back to visit the youngest one, says, Let me take her. I want to take her to visit her sisters, okay. and then brings her back to Dayton. Okay. While he's here, he gets he has a drinking problem. He gets into a fight <laughs> with his landlord and oh geez. And then beats him with the chair. Then he oh goes on the run. I you know, so this so basically it's the father that that and right. then he just, and then she gets married and he disappears off the face of the earth. It took me this is where my mom's comment about you know okay. he, there's a drinker. <laughs> that, so, well, that's a that's an understatement, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well what's my something she heard my, my great grandfather say. Okay. And so I was like, well, if he knew him, then he was alive before they got yeah, married. Yeah. Before he married my great grandmother. Yeah. And so I so from there I tracked him down. And then he died in Columbus, actually, because he got married okay. right. again. And then his wife died overnight in a sleep. He went and made the funeral oh, arrangements and then died as soon as he walked in the door that next morning. Oh wow. And then they're buried in cemetery in the Columbus area. And I and I only found that because something clicked in my mom and I started looking after like 1924, yeah. 23, 24 okay. for death records. Yeah. And their death records are basically name, date of death, and then NA on his yeah. for everything. And then hers, it has the maiden name and the correct birth date. Okay. And I was able to find them that wow. way. But it but that took me several just tracking down all those moving pieces. I mean, there's yeah. a lot more. I have a whole talk I do yeah. just on tracking the stuff down. But that took me several years, several weekend trips driving all around eastern Indiana. I actually got stuff from the Indiana archives, and I tell people that they're amazed that hmm. <laughs> I got was able to get stuff. But I mean, it's really compelling and heart heart wrenching some of the stuff yeah. with that because you have relatives saying, "Please, I can't take care of the kids. Yeah, please let them go back to their dad." I mean, you could just feel it and yeah. uh, very emotional. But through all that. They all had great lives. All the all the children right, had right. great lives. Went on, overcame all that stuff, and you know, well, you know I try well, to look at. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, like like what you're telling there is, you know, yes, you could give me your ancestors' birth date, marriage date, and death date, and that's great. But the story that you just told is far more interesting um, than his mere, uh, you know, moments of of birth, marriage, and death. You know, and I and I, I know that's yeah. what attracts me to doing family history is is the story aspect of it. That, that's what got me hooked because I didn't know any of this stuff when I started. I yeah. didn't have any family stories. All only family yeah. stories I had were stuff that my parents were basically present for, or my grandparents okay. were present for. Right, and they wouldn't talk about their parents for various sure. reasons. Sure, but. All I knew, all the stories I heard were from like 1960s on. I didn't mm-hmm. hear anything before. Yeah. And it takes uh, it takes some time, some effort, but in talking to other relatives that you meet while you're doing this. Right. And then you fill in the gaps and you get stories and you can confirm them. Yeah. So well, I love that story. That was a great story. Hey, b- before I let you go, I want you to give me a chance or give yourself, a, give you a chance to kind of plug the chapter. When does the chapter meet? Where does it meet? How often does it meet? What do you got planned for this year? All right. Uh, we meet the second Saturday of every month at the Dayton Metro Library um, for most meetings. Uh, we do have a website. Uh, 
mcc-ogs.org. Um, our calendar's okay. there. Uh, this year, it's our 50th anniversary. So we started off the year. Congratulations. About o- yeah. Starting talking about OGS. Uh, next, we have a couple of speakers. I know uh, one of them's coming to talk about uh, Internet Archive. And then we got Shelly Bishop coming to speak. Um, and then we're taking a tour of the Dayton Metro Library. And then we're having a luncheon. Uh, one of the things we're also doing this year is we are doing cemetery tours uh, in person where we are doing some research on people who normally aren't necessarily focused on, but we're doing four of them for the larger cemeteries. Um, We're doing David Cemetery, Calvary, uh, Woodland, and uh, Dayton Memorial Park. Um, Those are all on the calendar. The first one's in late March. Uh, We we all, every year we do an education seminar we're still finalizing the details of that but that this year will be in november okay uh and then we do a picnic where we do our lending society inductions every summer we're planning a field trip great <laughs> to uh for so our it's... for our members because there's mm-hmm. with some interest to uh the fort wayne so i okay. mean we're, we do a lot and yeah it sounds like a very active chapter and i and i would encourage people to uh check out the website. Um, we'll make sure to put a link to it on the podcast page um, so that folks can can see it right when they go to listen to this podcast. Um, Gary, thank you so much for joining me today on the Ohio Roots podcast. It's been really a pleasure. Um, I enjoyed your stories. Um, they were great. Uh, and I, I always love hearing family history stories. So thank you for joining us today. I try not to bore people because uh, sometimes <laughs> you can see the eyes glaze over if sure. they're not really into it. And I I try not to uh, get that look on people. Well, tell more stories about drunken ancestors, and you're you're unlikely to uh, to bore anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, but that's but the thing about genealogy in general is you're researching people, right? And when you're looking through records, you only get records for two things: something good's happening in their life, or something (laughs) bad's happening in their life. So. It, it so everybody has a little bit of both so, thank goodness uh, yes <laughs> gary <laughs> thanks so much for joining us tonight i appreciate it you have a great okay, day thank you yeah you too what a great chat that was with gary ogs is so blessed to have so many wonderful chapters that make it easy for people to find like-minded genealogical peers in their own communities there's also nothing better than hearing about other family historians unique ancestors and their stories Thanks to Gary for joining us today, and congratulations to the Montgomery County chapter on their 50th anniversary. The Ohio Roots Podcast is brought to you by the Ohio Genealogical Society, the premier gateway for discovering your Ohio family history. Hosted by OGS Executive Director Noel Poyer and edited by Luke Poyer. Theme song is Beautiful Ohio, recorded by Bob Stanley and his orchestra in 1944. To learn more about joining the Ohio Genealogical Society, visit www.ogs.org.